forever. Dog. Some family secrets should be carried to the grave. This week on the podcast, Richie Tankers Q6 Blood Roots. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are discussing <laughs> Blood, Blood Root or Blood, Blood Roots? Roots? Blood Roots by RTC. Man, RTC. Okay, so this is an adult book. Adult. Yeah. This is very like, adult. This is her Breasts. adult horror. I actually Rape. thought it was kind of scary. Boobies. Yeah. Titties. There I can were, say that word as long as I think of it as being spelled with two Ds. It's hilarious when it's spelled I can't with two explain Ds. that. I can't explain that. Titties. Um, there were so the much. The F word. <laughs> the F word. There, a character, like, it says. Wait, a character says, says fuck that? at one point. Oh, fuck. I thought you meant the slur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was like, being. Whoa. Silly. You're being cute. Um, yeah. Um, I would also I, I say, think I would I would refer to that as the F slur. Ah, uh, that's okay. So, good to, to know. D- to distinguish. You know what? Mm-hmm. So this book, and it's funny, it's funny to see RTC's tropes in an adult book because it pretty much just is the same as her normal books except for a lot more nipples mm-hmm. and um, sexual assault mm-hmm. and rape. But yeah, the it, like I said to you, it sort of felt like the the older fucked up sister to April Fools. Yeah, yeah, because it really it's did. two sinister brothers, one nice, one mean. Yeah, and the nice one is blonde, and the mean one has brown hair. Instead of a and the, like, there's no butler that you love. Instead, there is a a mammy. Yeah, a mammy character. Uh, who like okay this book is racist who this book is deeply racist this book is racist um who not like it's just like the the, the sort of like blind mm-hmm. it's not like white supremacist racist it is the sort of like microaggression racist plus there being a mammy character but by microaggression i mean just like constantly referring to um yoli as the black woman yeah the black woman entered the black woman left the room the black woman did this the black woman did that i was like what the fuck is this writing and also how yoli talked but i guess but it turns out turns out she is (laughs) she is a slave from the 1800s also okay this and and this is something that um because patrick and i read locked in time by lois duncan which had a similar vibe of this is going to take place at a plantation. The main character is white and there will be no indictment of slavery. Yeah, that's the thing is if there had been some kind of indictment of slavery, I would have like accepted these characters and the dynamics. Well, cause, yeah, exactly. Because like there and, and a but similar like, thing. At no point was it like this family was like also fucked up because they owned slaves. <laughs> No, th- there's no. no. It's very gone with the wind in the like patronizing. Yeah, like actually, the slaves love the family. <laughs> yes, and also like one of the slaves is evil and has mm-hmm. cursed the family. But I mean, there, there's this. Um, it, it was so similar to how Lois but Duncan lives with treated. The family. Yeah, what well, it was so similar to how how Lois Duncan also treated. Um plantation slash slavery uh in that there were it was literally like the characters were like oh there's the slave quarters and nothing like ooh like god that's like really fucked up that that exists or anything yeah, like no, that no it's just like yeah oh and, and that's where that that's, is that's a fact yeah and it's it's just treated as fact which it is a fact However. but it's not it's it's like oh but it's so you, I, I feel like if you have a horror, it's never like ooh, chilling, right? If you have slave quarters, oh, bad. Yeah, if you have horror, right? A horror story happening on a plantation, and it's just happening to white people. Period. You know what I mean? Like it feels like like it's it's like acting like it's in this bubble of like 
It's like someone getting married at a plantation. Yeah. That's what it is. It felt like that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe if Matilde had been portrayed as a little bit more hmm, three-dimensional. Yeah, if there was were shades to her character. Yeah, because she could have, right, like been like, you force me, like the only thing I can bargain with is that like I want to be an inside slave as opposed to an outside slave for this thing. And like just kind of... There's just like no examination. None. None. Like, this and she does not go deep. She's just this all. like vengeful, like vengeful witch lady. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And it's like, can we discuss like how maybe she's been like made this way because of her situation? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, can we discuss how she's basically trapped in your fucked up family? Like, like they were fucked up before she had anything to do with it. Because they were brother, sister, brother, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wild. Like, this, as as I said before we started the podcast, is I, I, I knew that we were getting, like, kind of a, like, I mean, it's like a gothic horror. It's a, it was, mm. like, like, going for a VC Andrews vibe. And I was, like, by the end of the book, I was, like, oh, we're, she's, like, fully coming for VC's mm. throne, not just vibe. No, yeah. Because like, like surprise going incest, full incest, surprise incest, mega incest, mega super vampire, yeah, cannibal, incest. cannibal incest, and like it's okay, crazy. this book, like we we said before like, we trigger started, trigger warning, the trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Yeah, there's so many trigger warnings throughout this entire fucking book. Like it truly is like. She there's a description of her being sexually assaulted that we won't go into by a stepfather of hers. But yeah. like also everything is so like dreamy and weird. And like I've noticed this about Richie Tankersley Q6 YA writing as well. One of her weaknesses is that you never know where the fuck anybody is in relation to anyone else. And like things happen. You're like, wait, what like yes the the scene in the mausoleum oh my god i was what like was that? what's going on exactly <laughs> where are who and when and it, yeah. like that is part of it yeah that but it is even, like wildly confusing but even when she's like walking around in the mausoleum or in the um cemetery and like she'll be talking to someone and then all of a sudden she's talking to someone else. And I'm like, wait, yeah, when did they where, show up? Where and like, are you? <laughs> where are you? And then she's always like stumbling. Like this entire book is like the cover of those gothic horror books where it's like some woman in a dress running. Running away from the house. Yeah. Tumbling. She's constantly tumbling. Yeah. She's falling down a lot. A lot. Falling down For a no lot. reason. <laughs> also they are like there are so many descriptions of her being <laughs> muddy or hot or covered in bites or scratches uh -huh. or whatever drenched in like dirty fucking clothes there is no description of her ever bathing and i'm like <laughs> she just never i think there is one okay i think there is one Okay. Of a bath of some kind. Okay. Because the other time she just wiped herself with the wet dress that she was already wearing. And I was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ew, indeed. This yeah. whole book is ew. Also, she does so many things that like, like at the beginning or not at the beginning, at the, at the point where she finds Helen's body. But before she finds Helen's body, she like finds this little secret passage and she's like, man, it stinks in there later <laughs> like doesn't go in i was like oh you're not gonna like explore that at all but then she goes back to it it's just there's so much wasted time in this book of because 99 percent of this book i would say no let's be kinder 90 90 percent of this book is her remembering things that we saw other people say mm -hmm. or do and her being like what does it mean <laughs> and then like tripping and falling or running or something uh-huh that's it it's mo like i think you could ri probably write this book in a hundred pages yeah no nothing d like things happen at the beginning 
Mm. Things happen for a second in the middle, and things happen at the end. And then there a are lot happens wide swaths. A lot happens at the end. Wide swaths where it's just the running and tumbling. God, <laughs> and, she's just and getting fondled or hiding. Oh yeah, getting fondled yeah, or people staring, non consensually fondled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like there's like eyes looking at her, and she's like, "What's that?" But then it like doesn't ha- nothing happen skylar saving her from some kind of physical harm mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. it's like she gets trapped in quicksand she gets, oh yeah when she fell in the she, quicksand oh my god she when gets he, bit by a snake she oh yeah what else happens she gets scalding she falls in the bayou stew. oh right she dumps eats. down her shirt right <laughs> she's like oh thrown into a mausoleum she's mm-hmm. She's like falling a lot. She like falls like down some stairs at one point. She like hides in many places. She's constantly like hiding. If she's not falling, she's hiding. Yes. Sometimes she's falling a into a hiding I would spot. Say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes she's hiding into a falling spot. Yeah. And I can't explain what the physics of that are. No. But that's all this book is I can't explain the physics of this book because she's always like she's being hit on the head or something. And then she's like she's like oh i'm awake now and now i'm under a cabin and we're like mm-hmm. how did you get there <laughs> yeah and huh also Devereux. if anyone's ever watched detroiters i just kept thinking of the Devereux wigs ad that they do which is like, <laughs> <laughs> like Devereux. definitely not made from <laughs> corpses <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> In this case, Sorry. definitely are made from yeah. corpses. Oh, God. Everything is made from corpses in this Devereux house. Because <laughs> that was the other... I did not understand the other thing. And this is skipping a lot. But I yes. really did not understand that, like, when they come to at the house in the flashback, everyone's dead. I was like, I don't understand that. Who did that? I, the house? I, I don't... The magic? Oh, I guess okay. Matilda's magic. Oh, because she did ang- she did revenge magic. That's yeah, right. killed everybody else who wasn't um, affected by this spell. Right. Okay. I will say at least we don't get like embarrassing descriptions of like voodoo. Oh, something. right. It's all off page. It's just like, and then the magic happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the magic worked. And there's yeah. like no kind of explanation. Oh yeah, it's just like oh, there was a scary storm, and we're like okay, all right. And then like, and then I passed out, and then I came to, and everyone was dead, and, and everyone was a cannibal immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do they all eat? They do, right? Because all the sausages are weird. They all eat human. Yeah, meat. they all eat people. Yeah, because from the beginning the sausages tasted weird and the also, stew tasted like, weird. Also, like, how many times did that cab driver die? <laughs> I know! <laughs> I swear to God, they killed him like three times. I or yeah. I guess they just kept eating his corpse. I guess they were eating parts of him, but also like this is the other thing uh, this is another thing she does all book is like listen to people talk about things. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, what does it mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? What does it mean? It's yeah. very clear what it means. Yeah. Like when she was surprised that Skylar slash Jesse were some kind of immortal being, I was like, how are you surprised? You're so stupid. <laughs> At this point, it's literally the only option. It's the only <laughs> option. It's so, and and oh, also like, I know the house is supposed to be like kind of labyrinthine and weird, but like. At no point did I ever know where she was physically in the house. Like, I knew what rooms she was in. Yeah. I also really didn't understand the grounds. No. (laughs) No. Because sometimes she was falling through a bush. She's always falling from one location. So she'd be like, Mm -hmm. in the garden. She's like, wow, the garden's so pretty. Oh, no, I fell through this bush, and now I'm in the cemetery. And then she falls, and she's like, near the mausoleum. And then there's just mist everywhere. Uh huh. <laughs> and there's always someone watching her, but she doesn't know who. And uh-huh. she's always like, oh, like, it's probably Jesse. I did, okay. This book, the way it starts, it, it's so it starts, and I think you texted me this. You said rape on page three. Cause yeah. 
That's mention what it is. Of rape. Mention, mention. It's like a memory of hers. Like she's like, oh, yeah. I was. Uh, it, it's usually just like her thoughts. Like there are a lot of like yeah. her memory thoughts. Like she'll like what she was. Tyler attempts mm, early rape a number of times, and then does or is just like assaults her a number of times. Right. I guess should we read the back of the book? <laughs> Uh, yeah here let me read the back of this freaking book okay <laughs> hold on i don't know where i saw okay oh it's it's someone's review i'm looking at blood roots okay um drawn to her ancestral home a young woman uncovers a dangerous legacy olivia always wanted to be a part of a big family but all her life it's only been her mother and her who wrote this <laughs> as Olivia grew into a young woman, her mother's erratic behavior turned to madness with fits of rage and despair over her childhood home, the Grand Plantation Devereaux House, which Olivia never knew. During her mother's dark rages, Olivia dreamed of going to her family home and reclaiming her legacy. What is this? This makes it seem like we're with her and her mom for a lot of the book. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's what I was expecting because of this description. Yeah. But she's we're so almost when it starts never with her there. dead and she's like already in the cab on her way to the Devereaux house. I was like, oh, uh, never mind. Yeah. After her mother's death, Olivia yearns to find her roots and meet the grandmother she never knew. Keeping her identity a secret, she travels to Devereaux house where she's hired as a member of the household staff. At last, the doors to Devereaux House are opened, but Olivia can sense that something is not right, and soon she is drawn into a world of dark secrets and a poisoned legacy of lust and desecration. She sure is. Mm-hmm. It was funny, too, like because she's so stupid, right? Like, when she's talking to Miss Rose, which is her grandmother, mm-hmm. she's, like, the conversation that she has with her at one point, where she, the grandmother's like, my daughter, she, she left. Because she didn't understand that the women of this life. Like the legacy of the Devereaux women. She's like, she didn't understand. It's an honor. Yeah, that it is an honor, but it also requires sacrifice. A sacrifice that she could never give. The conversation that she has with her grandmother, where her grandmother's like, you know, uh, the Devereaux women have to sacrifice things. And she's like, it sounds so scary. And yet she still is not like... Like, she doesn't think to herself, like, maybe I should get out of here. Like, maybe this isn't what I thought it was. She's just like, wow, yes, grandmother hated my mother. And that's why I have to keep it a secret that I am the granddaughter. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's very frustrating how stupid. Um, what is her name? Olivia. Olivia is. Mm-hmm. Because there's She's so many, there are so many hints that like, it is bad to be a Devereaux woman. And maybe you don't want to tell anybody or even be there. Uh, um, but she's like, well, I belong here. I guess she's just like motivated by like being uh, magically drawn to the Devereaux house. And she she was raised... Crazy? In, the, in a very crazy, crazy way. <laughs> like, really bad, really bad childhood. Like, so her bad, mom... Bad. Right. Her mom is also fucked up because basically everybody that like lives, all the women that live in Devereaux House are fucked up because by by the nature of their I mean, this is some King Tut shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, it's like worse, right? Because like just by nature of human lifespans, that couldn't keep going, right? Because like, you know, I mean, have you ever, did you ever have to do the, like, did you ever look at the, like, family tree of, like, K King Tut? No. Oh, it's, like, fathers and daughters and fathers and daughters and fathers and daughters. Oh. Yeah, it's fucked. But by nature of the human lifespan, it's, like, not possible for a father to have sex with his, like, great-great-great-great-granddaughter, who each but of which is, <laughs> yeah, each of which is a product of father-daughter incest. Woof. Also, okay, <laughs> is it that? Or is each Devereaux woman, now this is giving away the twist, but I need to know. Mm -hmm. Is each Devereaux woman truly, truly the daughter of both brothers? Or is it just like, we can't tell because like whose dick was in the V? It's got to be who can tell. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so they just both take care. They take <laughs> credit. <laughs> 
Well, it's nice of them to share the credit, I guess. Yeah, it's really, they're a really, sh- like, <laughs> share sharing family. <laughs> uh, just, like, sharing is caring for the Devereaux. <laughs> I know. This book is so fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. So, it starts My off God. straight out the gate. You know it's going to be fucked up because she's talking about her childhood in retrospect. And it's like, <laughs> my mom used to, like, make me show my body to my different stepdads and they would just show it just show it and the mom would be like see what you can never have see what is what was the mom's damage in this regard yeah like why is it manifesting in this way like is it like her gene is, is it like in her genes to like offer her daughter up for display but she's like trying to She's like Fight at least not like you can't incest. Touch her. Yeah. Well, at least not blood incest. Well, it's, she they're not supposed to touch her. Right. The so she's they're just, just supposed to look. Right. Okay. Just fucking weird. So she has them look at her, but then one of the stepdads wants more. He Big attempts shock. he assaults her and then she's like and then she keeps like hinting that like she did something that made mama mad. Mhm. And then later we discover it's that she <laughs> big reveal. <laughs> she like hid gardening shears in her waistband, was like working in the garden. She knew that he would be coming up to her. So she faces away from him. And then when he tries to touch her, she stabs him very slowly many times in the stomach. And then like comes to still stabbing him many times. And she's like, like I she loved the feeling of, him. <laughs> of of how it stabbed him. She really loved stabbing him. But then did we find out later, major twist, that she killed and ate her own mother? Yes. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> so she was already, it's like in their DNA. <laughs> to kill and eat people. To murder and cannibalize. Yeah. Now, here's my, oh, because that's part of the, that's part of the, the curse because i was gonna say how come she and her mother's grandmothers all those ladies how come they ate humans but they kept getting older but that's part of the curse that like they can have her but never keep her yeah. right so it's Is like it, Sus- yeah they're not immortal okay uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> i'm with you okay um what <laughs> you have more questions what's what? not to understand <laughs> what kelly what <laughs> look if you have other questions just out with it but i don't know why you would <laughs> so right so 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 she she is like hmm i want to go to this Devereux house because i'm looking for work and the cab driver's like well i don't know if you should but i'll drop you off here and then ditch you <laughs> and then so she's like huh i like how the, the cab driver's thing is so like it's made clear later the cab driver just like this is his job as he procures young women for them to eat uh-huh and we'll just like continually eat mm-hmm. um they really save that meat they make that meat work it's also like do they also heal the spot right because her it seems like they have thigh. healing powers in some way yeah yeah because her thigh was healed yeah so that's that's nice. <laughs> um, but so this cab driver just procures young women. And so he's just like fucking baffled that this woman is asking to go there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, they're usually looking for people to work there. <laughs> yeah. And she and she also like just keeps having these thoughts that are like, but I'm drawn to you. Devereaux House. It's where I belong. Grandmother. Grandmother. It's my birthright. Um, so that keeps happening. So she, she gets <laughs> in, she's hiding. This part I did laugh where she's almost discovered. So she pretends to faint and then just is like, pretend knocked out. I was out. so confused by that. I was like, why? <laughs> I know. I was like, just be awake. Cause like either just, way like, you've trespassed. Like, Hello. <laughs> but whatever. I, do you have work? Like it, it's yeah. the same result. Why did, yeah. why the fainting first? Cause no matter what you've uh, trespassed. So, uh-huh. But I mean, I I'm guess like what I understand now is that like, oh, then this gives the author a yes. chance to have them talk about. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yes. It's so that we can hear them say that she's so beautiful and, and that be she's like, so weird. nubile. <laughs> yes. 
super nubile. Very nubile. Well, she is 18, which Skylar really likes. And I think is really gross that he cares about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like the least gross thing that happens in this book. Many gross things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a gross book. It really is. Um. So then she starts doing work, but it's like not even, she doesn't really work. She doesn't actually, she does like, Eventually, I guess days. she does like some weeding, but it's like such an excuse. <laughs> yeah, she it's basically thinly veiled cover for like you were going to be here anyway. Right. She basically just kind of like wanders around, um, hides, falls, just does a lot of does all the things we talk about the, the falling and the hiding yeah so, like you guys think we're joking getting assaulted her main form of transportation is falling she's constantly <laughs> falling like oh it like falls tum- tumbling into a, into a secret passage yeah. she falls into some quicksand she falls into <laughs> she falls into that cemetery like how she gets in the cemetery to begin with is falling and she like falls behind a grave and then can overhear people talking or she falls behind a she's she abf always be falling always be falling she's constantly falling and um also both of these guys are so obsessed with her and matilde who is this beautiful and very exotic brown skinned beauty caramel skin caramel skin mysterious black hair she's a creole woman mm-hmm. um who was a who it, I guess Ooh. is a slave still. Yeah, both her and Yoli are are slaves. Just still acting as slaves. It's the fact that it's never addressed. <laughs> yeah, how this is never examined. That like the the fucked upness. You know what this is like, and Wait. this is this is one of the fewer uh crimes of this author one of the lesser crimes i'm sorry not fewer lesser crimes of this author Mm -hmm. but you know in harry potter when like that winky winky house self slave thing comes Mm -hmm. in town and is like i like being a slave and then Mm -hmm. everyone's like see hermione you're being a social justice warrior and people don't fucking like that it's really annoying And then everyone kind of is like, ha, ha, ha. See, they're biologically engineered to like being a slave. So it's fine. So it's fine. And shut up about it. You're bumming me out. That's the vibe of this, where it's like, even though they're fucking immortal, because there would be something, right? So tragic about these people who are immortal, living forever and perpetuating this thing and completely trapped, not only in this loop, but in a subservient role. Especially in the case of Matilde, by her own doing. By her own doing. Exactly, where she's like, I let being so upset and sad and jealous, because right, like if this book had been from Matilde's point of view, how good would it be? Because she's like, like, because- That would be really interesting. To me, her- Or Yoli's. Or Yoli's. But to me, Matilde's fury and sadness and heartbreak at being passed over by this demonic white boy (laughs) for his own fucking sister, right? Where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I think that's really interesting. And then to be like, well, now I'm going to curse you and give you exactly what you want, but I'm going to be looped into it and I have to watch you every generation forever forever so i've cursed myself fucking daughters Mm -hmm. because really the punishment is for her too absolutely she's (sighs) totally cursed herself i know and it's never fucking examined by the author never because instead it's just like you know olivia this like white girl who's like been in this She's one of the women of the Devereaux house. And she's just like, oh, like, I'm like, what? It, what's the mystery? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I did laugh really hard when Olivia kills the snake and everyone's like, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. 
(laughs) of all the things they're just like oh (laughs) this is what we're disturbed by i know jesus i never thought you'd do it (laughs) i know so basically she because matilde of course has a snake why okay sure she has this snake this big snake like stereotype because of stereotypes because she's like a, a swamp person and she's like you know constantly using the snake to fuck with olivia and olivia's like if you fuck with me one more time i'm gonna kill your fucking snake and she's like hmm, okay and then she takes a fucking hatchet and chops it up and then everyone's like whoa okay damn you're kind of crazy which she is <laughs> she is she's she's a murderer she is she killed and ate her mom <laughs> I know that they're all terrible, right? Like they're all evil and yes, whatever. But Olivia is Olivia's also, crazy and evil. She is, yeah. And and I don't mean crazy, you know. I'm using it as, as like usual, this book, you know. We would never apply this to somebody with like real world I know. mental health issues. We are using this in the hyperbolic like the capital C character. This book is saying this bitch is crazy. Yeah. These people are crazy. They're all immortal beings who consume flesh and are incest. Yeah. Are incestual. Yep. Yep. Incestuous. What's the word? I don't know. They're incestuous. Like generationally incestuous. constantly. Constantly. And like the same ones. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's not. Yeah. It's not even just. It's not even like. It's like they are. They're the constant like. Yeah stallions yeah uh they're yeah, the, studs. like breeding the yeah the studs thank you they're the studs of their own bloodline bloodline forever because this forever is and ever worse and ever. this is worse than the dollengangers much worse because the dollengangers yes they're constantly fucking each other but it's like but it was also like brought on by a situational trauma and it's like not it's like new generations every time. Like the the pot's still messy, but at least it's like new spices. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is like using the like same <laughs> roux to go, you know, southern cooking over <laughs> and over the, again. The story was two brothers, Jesse yeah. and Skylar. Okay. Devereaux. Also, they definitely fought for the South in the Civil War, correct? Correct great yeah they were fighting for the like quote-unquote glorious cause yeah mm-hmm. also never examined never examined never never incredible examined. incredible um perfect interesting choice richie sure mm-hmm. um so, so their brothers their dad brings this young girl suzanne to live with them and they're like oh great we're both in love with her and are going to try to seduce her and the dad mm-hmm. to his <laughs> much to his detriment <laughs> or much to everyone's downfall um is like she's off limits as opposed to this is your sister <laughs> why wouldn't Just he say that pull him aside and tell them yoli knows because she delivered suzanne because she's a slave mm-hmm. and was made to deliver all of his bastard children because he would continually have affairs and also him i think and definitely skylar would just like rape all of the slaves as well mm-hmm. the fact that anything was referred to as a consensual relationship insane insane um insane racist examine examine yourself examine <laughs> please take a fucking closer look please dynamic please my god richie so so suzanne comes they both fall in love with her oops civil war they both fight for the south uh, Jesse gets stabbed with a bayonet in the chest. Somehow, I don't know how he survived. And Skylar's really upset. Suzanne is upset. She's in love with both Skylar and Jesse as they are in love with her. She yeah. can't choose. She's sleeping with Skylar. She has a much more like virtuous, quote unquote, relationship with Jesse. They well, are Skylar, unconsummated. Skylar is the sexy one, and Jesse's the in love one. Yes, the in love one. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Um, 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 sorry. <laughs> is crying and it's like w- very distracting. Um, <laughs> sorry. Like Mike is with her. I'm not just leaving her in no. the other room crying. But, but it, it is, is a, like it's really you... hard to turn off my brain. Right. And focus on this. Um, Suzanne goes to Matilde. That's what I was saying. Suzanne goes to Matilde and is like, please work your magic. 
because I know that you have some somehow and uh, save Jesse and Skylar. And Mathilde, who is in love with Skylar, finds a letter Suzanne has written with plans to send Mathilde off to work for somebody in Paris mm. where she was schooled mm-hmm. to like get her out of the way because Suzanne is also jealous. Mm-hmm. So Mathilde loses it and instead of not granting this wish by revenge, she grants the wish by revenge, curses herself too, accidentally curses Yoli because she's like in the room, mm-hmm. in the mausoleum. This happens in the mausoleum. So they go in, they're like made... It's very ambiguous what exactly this magic takes place, but they were like caught having a threesome. Well, because this part, no, brothers I was are like, sleeping what? with each other or sleeping with yeah. Suzanne at the same time. Wait, which one it's is never fucking said her? that they're sleeping with each other? No, but they are fucking. Her. Wait, it's, which Jesse? She is. She's. Is she with Jesse first? She's with Jesse for the first time. Skylar comes in on them. Is very jealous. But then Suzanne just like invites him into the sex. Yeah. And then so all three of them are sexy. All three of them are, are having sex. Matilde comes in on them, works the magic, basically like curses them to crave her flesh or like she, she like shoves human flesh in their mouths. The fact that she ran into a threesome so to confusing. shove human flesh into their mouths, <laughs> I was like, in a mausoleum. I was like, I in a fucking graveyard. Can't. I can't. <laughs> Honestly, it, I mean, it was so funny. It was this so is funny. iconic. This, this is, is an this iconic. This is iconic. Scene. This is this is wild. throwing a miscarriage at your mom. Yes, this but is, in the south. <laughs> yes, this is this book should be studied. This book should be studied because it is true. Many reasons. <laughs> me, a spurned lover. And the fact that she's keeping this fury up, right? She's like, I'm going to cook this human flesh. So at first, she's got to do that. She's cooking up the human flesh. She's putting it together. We don't know whose flesh it is. We don't know whose flesh it is. And I don't know why anybody's flesh works. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Voodoo magic. We don't know. It's not. Voodoo isn't even said. It's just magic. It's just magic. But it is heavily implied. Um, Because they're like, we heard you have magic as a Creole woman. And she's like, like, I do. I don't know if like RTC like didn't want to do research or what. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. If you don't want to do research. That's fine. That's fine. Just have it be off page and that's fine. Yeah. And it's for the best anyway because. I don't think research would have helped. No, it would have just gotten more racist. <laughs> yeah. Instead of less. Yes. So she's like, so imagine, right? You're spurned lover. You love this guy. You know that he's like in love with his sister and you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, but you're like, I still want to do revenge on you. Um, so I'm going to cook up a human flesh paste. I'm going to come in with it in my hands. I'm going to storm into Shove a mausoleum where a crazy fucking brother, brother, sister incest thing is happening. Because that's right. All three of them are related. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well... I'm going to make all of you eat this shit. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And she's like throwing, shoving human flesh paste into their mouths. Mm-hmm. And then Yoli comes in and she's like, what is going on? But then, oh, and then Matilda, Matilda attacks her too, puts it in her mouth. So then does she eat it too? Probably. Yeah, I think that's how she mm. gets wrapped up in it maybe. And then there's a crazy and scary storm. And the mm-hmm. scary storm happens. And then they Storming. come out. And everyone's dead. Yeah. And then everyone in the house is dead for some Yeah. Everyone reason. in the house and everyone in the fields, dead, dead, dead. Everyone's dead. Unclear why. So they bury everybody. And then it starts to be a thing where like no one comes to the Devereaux house. Like they are trapped in, if they try to leave, they get in sick. Time. They need human flesh. They can't live without human flesh, but they can't die. Um, and I guess they can also drink blood. Mm-hmm. As long as it's subsisting off of humans. Um, and then they live with Suzanne, impregnate Suzanne. Suzanne gives birth to a little girl. They raise the little girl, impregnate the wo- young woman once she's grown up. And then they just feed off her they forever. They feed off of her. And then it's just, well, then they, they. And that's just how it works. Well, she, they don't really feed off of her. What they do is she keeps the house alive. 
that's they, never specified <laughs> they, uh, sort of like they're like the house is dying because she's dying and i'm like i didn't know that was a rule all right yeah and then they're like oh also like we lure different young women with help of cab drivers i guess to the house and then feed off of them until you know, eventually they'll die because we'll go too far and then we'll eat them and just keep doing that forever and then we get the titular line when they find out that Olivia is in fact a Devereaux and they're like, it's you, you are the blood root. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> I was driving uh, recently um, to Joshua Tree and um, it was me and the, uh, the guy I was seeing, I'm seeing and, um, uh, I was like looking at these wind turbines and I was like kind of creeped. I'm, I'm kind of creeped out by wind turbines because they're very large and they're kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're so, they're so big. They're just, when you realize how big yeah, they are, they're massive. And I was like, man, like how, like, I'm like, what's inside of those? Like what's inside of like the tower part? Like, cause there's a door at the bottom. So like ostensibly someone has to be able to go up to the top. And I found this um, article that was <laughs> i don't know who wrote this article but it was pretty clear that they had like a word count thing they were trying to do where it was like <laughs> it was like you may ask how oh that's what it was i wanted to see if you could go up to the top of a wind turbine so it was like you may ask can you climb to the top of a wind turbine and the answer is yes you can climb to the top of a wind turbine <laughs> inside there is <laughs> they're like you you may want to climb a wind turbine you can um there are there's a ladder a big ladder <laughs> with, with three different stops like and it's like if you would like if you choose to stop at one of the the platforms you may and if you do that you can a rest or b view other climbers <laughs> i'm like wait who are all these people <laughs> Climbing what, these winter like an activity, <laughs> just <laughs> an, an encouraged activity. activity. Here's the thing, I don't think it's encouraged by anybody. Um, so then it's like, but don't worry, some wind turbines have elevators. So I keep oh good. So I, <laughs> right. So and that's kind of how uh, he was responding when I was reading him this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you know that there are <laughs> elevators? And he was just like, okay, <laughs> thank goodness. And um, okay, then there's. Lindsay, did you know uh -huh. that you might be wondering, can you live inside of a wind turbine? I had been wondering. Thank you. Well, you could. Okay. Because some I'll of them that. have elevators. Oh. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> and that's it. It's not like, so it's like one of those things of like, technically you could live like outside, you know, because there's like air. But it was like, oh, you can live in a, in a wind turbine because there's an elevator. So there's that. Mm. And All then, right. did you know? That's what makes it livable. Yeah. And did you sure. know that wind turbines have to be, like, at least 10 times the height of the wind turbine away from buildings? I would hope. Because if they get knocked over by the wind. Yeah. And then, they tumble and boom, end over end 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> safe. Very safe. Um but yeah, you can you can go up in them if you want. I don't really know how, but the article said you could. Um, but they don't let anybody in them if it's over 53 miles per hour winds. So just so you know. Good to know. So that's what I learned about wind turbines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. And it takes like 45 <laughs> minutes to get to the top, depending oh, on okay. how long you rest on what? The platforms. I was like, elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, can you imagine if the elevator took 45 minutes? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how long the elevator takes, but so you could go up there. But some of them don't have elevators, just so you know. Well, then how am I going to live there? <laughs> you can't live in those ones. You can oh. only live in the ones with elevators. Okay. It doesn't say if there's bathrooms or anything, but you could live in there. I don't think there's a bathroom in a wind turbine. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna could see. Be for people. So, like, if you work the there, or the are there bathrooms in wind turbines? In tower turbine toilet. Oh, there you go. Pegasus Welfare Solutions. Hmm. 
world's first wind farm ensuite toilets to be installed at a Scottish offshore site. Huh. Okay. In turbine toilet touted as offshore game changer. Oh, okay. So they're pretty much only in offshore ones. That, sure. You'd need it. You'd right. Need it there. Mm-hmm. But they don't really have them in, in inside most wind turbines. Wow. There's an article, The Crazy Lifestyle of a Woman Who Repairs Wind Turbine Blades. When she's not <laughs> climbing in Patagonia, Jessica Kilroy hangs off wind turbines. She does it outside? Wow. Jessica Kilroy. <laughs> I thought that they'd be inside. Oh, nope. Look, first we climb a ladder on the inside of the tower and anchor our ropes. Then we repel off the nose cone and secure ourselves to the blunt side of the wind turbine blade. Girl, you're crazy. She even says it's a crazy lifestyle. Hmm. Mm. Constantly traveling. You have to do very technical stuff and keep your cool. I would assume. Yeah. My God. But is it as crazy as being the offspring Oh, of a long incest line? Of a long incest cannibal line. Immortal incest cannibal line. Um, I think you have good days and bad days, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it, like, you can't, you'd have to tell me which days you're comparing. Right. right, like, it's a windy day and you're up there for six hours. I think that's on par with maybe an average day of being yeah, a long line yeah. of incest immortals. Your craziest wind turbine day is equal to your tamest mm -hmm. cannibal, immortal cannibal incest day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's um, Olivia. Uh, oh, yeah. So she finds out yeah. about all this. Yeah. And uh, starts as rape. Mm -hmm. Where they just, they immediately, Jesse and Skylar start to rape her. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, in that. Uh, classic problematic fashion mm -hmm. uh, gives way to her being into it. Mm -hmm. And then she's just turned forever. And she is the mistress of Devereaux House and has a daughter named Sarah, who Skylar is adorably playing with on the lawn. Oh, my um, God. I know. And you just know that eventually Sarah is going to be uh, the mistress of Devereaux House, uh, being raped by her grandfather fathers. And... It's kind of a thing of like where she doesn't really remember a time before Devereaux House. So she like forgets over time. Uh -huh. And then uh, everything just continues on like that forever. Forever. It literally ends with, well, they have to do some kind of ritual to make her the mistress of Devereaux House. Well, that was the like raping. Right. And then she, and then it's like, like a raping and an eating. A and smash cut to epilogue years later. Now she just is. Yeah. She's part of Devereaux House. So, I mean, I guess, okay, it, the kindest reading of this is that it's an indictment of generational trauma and <laughs> the uh, evilness of uh, the, like, racist grip of certain parts of the South, maybe. I would say that's too kind of reading. Oh, absolutely. Truly, like, maybe the generational trauma part, mm. because certainly this is not immediately painted as like this is a good situation oh it's a horror book for but sure never never is it like slavery bad <laughs> right 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 i think there there are certain parts where it's like oh this is a tragic ending right like that she's yeah. that she's stuck in this and that it's kind of a thing of like her mom tried to break the cycle of i guess abuse yeah. and couldn't and like, do I think that Richie Tankersley Cusick is pro-slavery? No. No, I think she's do I just... I think she needed to have examined the systemic issues at play in the antebellum South in this book? Yes, I do think she needed to do that. Yeah, because this is the other thing. Just make it a haunted Cape Cod house or something, you know? Like, or, yeah, either make it a haunted Cape Cod house and everybody's white. yeah. Or examine mm -hmm. the fucking issues at play mm -hmm. in the antebellum South. Because you can't have it be so intrinsic to, to the story. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like one of the... It just... Yeah, I it's think just you... It's so part of <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. It's such a part of what's going on. And having it be like mysterious brown person magic that trapped them all like that is like really I, I think it's a thing of a person who's not overtly racist and you kind of touched on this where it's like um latent racism of 
it's not a person who is um it's not like i think that black people are lesser than us it's the like book is not exactly saying that but it's, it's not like, not saying that it reminds me of those people those white people that when you try and mention like that like slavery was bad they're like yeah but do we have to talk about that it's in the past it's over yeah I and like in this book, like it's not over. It's not over. In fact, it's Michelle still happening. Michelle and Yoli are still very much in their same roles. Yeah. Eey. And instead, like the only person really, I think, that we are expected to empathize with sometimes is Olivia or maybe Helen. For sure, Helen, the 14-year-old girl who is their little walking flesh store. And they cut out her, her tongue. tongue cut out, yeah, that for poor asking thing. too many questions. That poor thing. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad when it, sh it turned out she was dead. I know. I liked little Helen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's dead. She's dead and we can't save her. We can't save her. I. Oh, and that's who she finds. So, like, one of the things that she falls into is, is a secret passageway. And so she discovers. Actually, you know what? I did think that parts of this book were scary. Like, the part that I thought, actually, I only thought one part was scary. And it's at the very beginning when she's like in the dark in her room and something bites her in the fucking thigh and then scuttles away. Yeah. I thought that well, part was scary. her on the bed first yeah. and then? Yeah. Yeah. Like just that one part. I was like, ooh, the rest of it was not scary at all. But I did think yeah. that one part was a little bit creepy. Um, but it turns out that this like secret passage goes from and this was confusing apparently upstairs in Skylar's room down to the closet in her bedroom so in fact this is like one of those like confusing physics like she like slides down it mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she discovers that oh in fact yes I was seeing eyes staring at me and like the thing that bit me probably was Skylar and this was the other thing so what did you think was fucking happening in this book what were your theories throughout? I thought they were vampires. I thought, I they, thought were they were vampires too. Blood. I thought they were vampires. I did start to kind of be like, eh, at the, when she finds the bubbling pot of stuff and like, I was like, what's, what's going on with that? Yeah. Um, but I thought they were vampires. Yeah, I did not know what was in that pot. <laughs> or I thought that Jesse was a vampire and that, um, what's his name? Uh, I keep wanting to say Stanley. That's not his name. The sexy Skyler. one. Skyler. Um, I thought that Skyler Stanley. was... <laughs> Stanley, the sexy one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think that um, Skyler was like the red herring of like, he's just like disturbing and kind of rapey as opposed... To, and then like the the one who's like sweet and like he ends up being because they keep being like his hunger is different and i was like okay <laughs> if you say so yeah and like i so i was like oh i guess he's the vampire and they're all like trying to keep his secret and then i was like okay maybe here was what i thought too i was like okay then maybe they are vampires and they just are always they always need a woman at the house for something so i did have a thought that maybe all the Devereux women were like trapped there to keep them company or something i didn't really know what the fuck was happening but i did not <laughs> expect that it would be constant Same. incest like i was like oh they just need devra women at the house for whatever i didn't know that they were literally blood tied to her yeah it wasn't until they started talking about the house dying yeah then i was, I like, was like okay okay so they need specifically like she has some sort of power too yeah or i thought to myself i was like oh is miss rose actually suzanne like i was like okay maybe it's just like she's very old and just aging really slowly yeah i i was one i was wondering about that at one point too but don't worry that's not what happens no. <laughs> <laughs> um it's worse it's worse this book is crazy it's really crazy. I was um, not expecting it to be this fucking crazy. Because it, it's truly like, I was deeply confused throughout. Mm-hmm. Which I think is intentional. Or rather, um, 
not intentional, but you know when you're so reckless and you you're just like, "Eh, I don't care. And then it ends up being intentional. Like you so don't care that it's an intention intentional. I think it was some of it was was intentional, but this the parts where we're like confused about where people are standing at any given point yes. was unintentional. That's just like RTC's mm-hmm. vague writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say read this book? Hmm. I'm going to say yes, with the caveat that a million trigger warnings and it's racist. Yeah, that's what I would say as because well. Because it's like, I mean, do I think it's a good book? No. No, no, deeply not good. Is it a hell of a read? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a V.C. Andrews fan? Read this book. Yeah. I think if you... It's not as well written as V.C. Andrews. No. It's not as like dreamy like and beautiful prose. And, yeah. yeah. It, the prose is not as beautiful. But if you are looking to scratch that V.C. itch... Right. If you want erotic you horror... Because it's also, it's not as bad as Niederman. No, 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 it's not. Because um, Niederman kind of gives it a... Um, mm, well, it's like, with like, Niederman, it's like, ooh. he kind of <laughs> thinks this is right Yeah, or fine. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I don't know, because too many descriptions of like the female character being into it. Or oh. or too many too many too much talk of like this is the nature of women to to seduce to dude okay I'm reading people's reviews of this um, mm-hmm. many people are are comparing it to this book called Dark Dance um, by Kenneth Ta- Lee uh, is a compelling and sensual vampire novel. Um, blood opera number one in particular. Uh, so I don't know if that helps you, but I'm reading this art that I agree about this person's uh, descript- the, uh, review. Okay, ready? They gave it two stars. Mm-hmm. A haunting, disturbing, disorienting, gothic fever dream soap opera. The good, mm-hmm. the prose, the decaying plantation is its own character. Such lush, detailed d- d- descriptions. A cleverly conceived and imaginatively written plot about generational trauma. Decent horror story with a good dose of spookiness, mystery, and gore. The bad. Ugh. Lots of problematic themes going on here. RTC. Also, they call her RTC. Is this person a listener? (laughs) Is this person us? (laughs) Erica, are you us? Um, (laughs) RTC glorifies sexual assault. (laughs) (laughs) RTC glorifies sexual assault, parentheses, rape, incest. And there's some mm-hmm. distasteful racist stereotypes. Uh, parentheses, magical Negro trope. Yep, yep, yep. Our yep, main yep. character. I would is- say this is not a magical Negro trope. No. She is magic. The magical Negro trope in particular is like. Well, maybe, maybe Yoli. Huh? Maybe Yoli a little bit. Oh, nah. I say Yoli is a mammy. Is like one who like shepherds you with her like homespun she does do that to wisdom. to olivia though but but it's more mammy though not it's more a, mammy it, yeah it, she's she's a she's mammy mm-hmm. she's not quite magical negro magical negro is like like borderline i'm a i'm a fairy spirit like, right 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 to like i've just the white appeared yeah like yeah succeed at golf or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um Whereas, like, she is just, like, literally a, a black character who is a slave and who is magic. Right. This is, like, a, I, I would say that Erica is wrong about that trope. Right. Um, I like to criticize wrong about the trope. Right. And then um, the last, uh, the bad, is our main character is a bit of a dumb, dumb damsel in distress. All she seems to do is run around the grounds, run away from people, and get lost in the dark. All in all, gothic horror vibes <laughs> crossed V.C. Andrews' what the fuckness. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's just a lot of people that are just like, this book was totally fucked up. Disturbing. I didn't think yep. it was that disturbing, to be honest. I I mean it's disturbing. I think I'm I've just I'm dead. Read too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm desensitized because yeah. of all the VC we've read. We are the blood root. <laughs> we are the blood root. Uh it's in our DNA. <laughs> I don't know this person. JPSH rated it five stars. Disturbing, dark, and twisted. Couldn't put it down. Man, five stars. And then five little star emojis. Ooh. I love every second of this book. P.S. Skylar was disgusting, but also so damn hot. I was hmm. never. I, I didn't like, think he was hot at all. Look, 
we've been criticized right. in the past for our uh, incestible apologism. Right. What is the word? Apol- Apo- oh, we're apologists. Apologetic. We're yeah. apologists uh, when it when it has come to certain things. Uh, Apologincests. Apologincests. <laughs> we have been criticized for that in the past where it's like like us wanting right zach in forbidden game to be in love with jenny things like that where we're like come on have a crush on your cousin (laughs) yeah yeah but this i did not think was sexy at all this This was not sexy sexy. to me this this skylar is straight up a horrifying rapist and also just like annoying jesse like these characters were not hot they were not written in a way where i was like ooh, dangerous and sexy i was just like no. this is gross 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 vomit 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 throw up throw up throw up throw up throw up throw up yeah i was just like and also like even when they weren't being like even when they weren't being like um quote sexy or like you know rapey or whatever i was like god you're so annoying like just yeah i didn't like their personalities no they, like no i was not Oh my God. Jesse was just constantly like, tell me what you thought when you saw, when you heard the music. And she's like, oh my God, there was like scary music and I wanted to dance. And he's like, oh no. And then he'd disappear and she'd be like, Jesse. Oh no. <laughs> and then she kind of rapes him. Yeah, he's saying no. Yeah. And she takes off his no clothes and then she lies boundaries. and says that sh- he took off his own clothes. Mm-hmm. It was all, I was like, it's wild. This book, fucking wild. It, it, it's it's a hell of a read. Yeah. But it's not good. Look, if you're a sick freak like us, <laughs> read the book. It It's not good. Uh-uh. It is. I was laughing a lot. Like, I did, like, laugh out loud when we found out, like, that she killed and ate her own mom. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> you did? <laughs> I yes. Like, okay. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Oh, um so yeah i don't know yeah like you said caveat read it yes um but uh yeah th- i guess that's the book this was that's one of the, the wildest books we've read it, like it truly, really i didn't i did not see a lot of this coming i just didn't know rtc could go so buck wild like yeah she's I like was, i was like it's not good but i was impressed that she <laughs> could go that she could be mm-hmm. this fucking crazy mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yeah so thank you so much everybody for listening uh we really really appreciate you um and thank you uh to uh our patreon producer or patreon listeners uh patreon.com slash teen creeps we have a lot of really fun uh minisodes public domain episodes and outside genre episodes there for you and ad free episodes um uh, patreon.com slash teen creeps that's that again i don't know why i said it so many times but here we are yeah um, and just to like re re-emphasize <laughs> or call that out like all every single episode of the podcast is now on our patreon without ads yeah if you hate ads and you're willing to pay eight bucks a month eight for bucks that a level. month there you go because yeah you're that, supporting us by doing that because yeah that level because we don't see a ton of money from the ads no so if like <laughs> If you do want to support us and you hate listening to advertisements, there you go. Yeah. And that level, the $8 one, it gets you the ad-free episodes. Uh, You get entered into the raffle to choose our outside genre episode. You get to listen to the outside genre episodes. um, And you get uh, mini-sodes and public domain theater episodes and stickers. And then $5 is stickers and mini-sodes and public domain episodes. And then $15 a month gets you all of that and... A personalized shout out. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Adam Howitz. Amanda Kay. Amanda Nangle. Amy T. Caitlin L. Carrie Ham. Christina Descaro. Courtney McPhail. Daniela Mana. Danny B. Drew Waranis. Ellie Lagos. Elisa R. Emma. Emma M. Aaron B. Gabriela Santiago. Gabrielle T. Gianna Fernandez. Gwendolyn Ludovic. Hannah L. Jason H. Jeremy Cronk. Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicic. Jesse T. Jessica Yu. Jonathan Venable. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Olsner. Keith Anderson. Kelly Burns. Carrie N. Coy. Landry Desmond. Larry Wynn. Laura Hooper. Megan Lozier. Melody. Micah Eunice. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly G. Molly Marks. Noah Spargo. Rachel Bessert. Rashad B. Randy Klett. Rebecca Goss. Rogue Kalihua. Robert F. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. 
Shannon P. Sylvie T. Victoria Beck. Victoria Gray. Thank you. We really, Thanks, really appreciate everybody. you. And we will be doing um, some special episodes now Woo-hoo. for the release of The Midnight Club on Netflix, the Mike Flanagan show adapting Christopher Pike's Midnight Club and a number of his other books um, within the episodes as stories that the members of The Midnight Club are telling each other. We're going to cover each of the books that he adapted with a guest. We're going to revisit them. We've read them before, um, but we're going to revisit them like six or so years out from where we originally Well, because also I think we're in different different places now. Yeah, we're less like trying to pick every single little thing apart. Like we were really being very acerbic in those Mm -hmm. original reviews. I think also it'll be interesting, yeah, covering those. And then are we going to talk about like how they... Yeah, we're going to talk about the adaptations within the show. Mm -hmm. In addition to what the... In addition is. to the book yeah. itself, yeah. yeah. So we're going to be talking about the book again and talking about how we uh, felt about the adaptation within the show. And then uh, to top it all off, we will be revisiting The Midnight Club and talking about the show as a whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and possibly costing ourselves uh, jobs. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I also just found, um, because I was fucking around, I just want to get people to know that this exists, because I was fucking around on um, Goodreads just now. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a banner across the top of their website, uh, Reader's Favorite New Horror Books, Scary Reading from the Past Five Years, and they have a compilation of the 60 most popular horror books of the past five years, and it... I'm like scrolling through it and it has a lot of really cool books that we've either read as part of our outside genre or regular uh, show. And then also like a lot of books that I've been meaning to read. Um, Mm. And so if you're looking for like a cool list of uh, horror books for not only the holiday, but like just, you know, your life, this is a really cool list. Um, It's just on Goodreads. Um, And uh, yeah, just wanted to give that a shout out, I guess. Cool. Um, That's okay. just a special little thing for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's just a special thing. Oh, one of them is uh, by the woman who wrote Convenience Store Woman by um, Sayaka Murata, Earthlings. Cool. Which I didn't know she had a new book. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so keep, keep, uh, keep, uh, I don't know, wait on tenterhooks for our um, Midnight Club adventure. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Yep. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.